Welcome to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast, where we dive deep into the home gym scene. Each week, we put out Sunday surveys where you tell us your thoughts on products, builds, and all things home gym related. We're here to break down the numbers and to talk shop. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast. On this week's episode, we have Mike from Nice Like Mike on tonight for this two-part episode. In the first episode, we'll chat about the survey results from last week, which covered storage, workout preferences, CrossFit games, interest, if free shipping is the way to go, and more. In part two, we'll do a deep dive into Mike's home gym experiences. And with that, Jake, take it away. All right, let's start off with some storage questions. So number one, 60% say that they sacrifice storage for other household items for their home gym space. Um, so they're likely not storing things like uh, coolers or bikes or Christmas decor, you know, those sorts of things, rather than having that space for a home gym. I'm personally someone that um, has to find storage elsewhere in the house. So I would, I definitely voted yes for that. Uh, 59% would consider storage for their home gym an issue. So about three out of five are basically saying they want better storage in their home gym. And then lastly, we asked if storage is an issue, why? Uh, so number one reason easily was just not enough space in general. 71% said that 17% said cost. So they're thinking about buying some, probably some nicer options to store their kettlebells, dumbbells, uh, plates. 7% said they are lazy. And then a few percentage said they don't know. Any feedback for this one, guys? I lose uh, space opportunity because we have to store as much stuff as we do in our garage space. It's also where our washer and dryer exist. Plus, you know, especially with my DIY stuff, I kind of have a shop in here as well with the workbench and all of that. I think, and then the biggest thing that's difficult for me is I'm not on a, I'm not on a corner. So like if I was, if I built my gym against a corner, that would optimize space, but I'm just on a single wall. And it's also the same side where the entry door is. So, I mean, I'm, I'm down to 170 square foot. Uh, I think I maximize that space pretty well, but uh, I'm, I'm on, yeah, I definitely could use a ton more space for sure in my, in my situation. Yeah. Storage currently is an issue for me. I have a unfinished basement. Half of it is the gym and half of it is just kind of like kids toys, yeah. things like that. But we are finishing that space. Like we're in the process of finishing it or I say I'm in the process of putting up walls and finishing it. So when it is finished, storage is going to be an option for me. Something that like I sacrifice because I have, you know, a home gym. So I have the garage. Unlike you garage lifters, you got to you know, squeeze some stuff in there. But for indoor storage stuff that I can't throw in the garage, it's going to be tough time finding spots. All right, let's move on to the upcoming CrossFit game. So as most of you who listen would expect, this isn't necessarily the number one thing on most of our listeners' minds. And the data showed us that. So overall, about 13% are excited, 20% moderately excited, 32% not excited, and then the most popular answer was 36% saying they did not know the CrossFit Games were happening. About 3% of these 
folks are attending the CrossFit Games. Oh, are attending. I'll, I'll be, be there. there. Nice. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. Not very excited. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to be there. Shit. It truly will be cool. I'm not going to be there for too long, um, but my wife loves going, and this will be my first time going with her. She usually goes like with a lot of people from her gym. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be cool to see the atmosphere. I guess it's a just a good time, yeah. you know? There's a good amount of vendors oh, there, so uh, it'd be sure. cool to check out the vendors. Yeah. I kind of liken it to, for me personally, like soccer or hockey. I don't appreciate those sports on television as much as I do in person. And I've never been to the CrossFit Games, but I just, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I just don't think it televises very well. And so I'm, I'm just trying to like take stabs at like, you know, why the large percent of people don't even know that it's, it's happening or, or are not very excited about it. I also think it comes down to like personalities and matchups and, like I was actually into it when Rich Froning was still kind of like at the top, right. And competing in the individual games. But after he, you know, retired from individual competition, I just don't feel like there's been like a personality or somebody who's brought the same level of dominance. I could be wrong though, but that's just because I haven't been paying as much attention. Well, Matt Fraser was probably better than Rich Froning. I'm not a CrossFit yeah. expert, but there's basically been two guys over the past 12 years that have won like basically everything. And now it appears that there's another guy that's probably going to do the, the same thing for the next five years with Madero's. So like, it's, I don't know. It's this be an interesting year because I mean, I don't want to sit here and talk CrossFit, but <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Jake, you were right for like a 12 year span. There are three male winners. There was Matt Frazier yeah, Ben Smith for a year. And then, um, you know, Froning right. before that. Yeah, no, it'll, oh, wow. be, it'll be interesting. Those um, those Frazier years were really boring because he beat everyone by like 200 points. He could like walk yeah. across the last thing and, right. and still be the winner. You know, Medeiros is, is younger, so it might be a little tighter. And there's, uh, I know the interesting things about it, like some male athletes in there that are kind of teetering. And then like, it's the return of like Ricky Garrard. So if you care about like his four-year oh, band yeah. being up and competing again, you get that's look forward to. What did he get caught for? And then you know Tia Toomey is oh, yeah. going to win it. Yeah, I know girls. who that is. Women. Uh, Sarm. Oh, steroids. Okay. It's funny. I said, what did he get caught for? I just assumed it was steroids. I didn't even ask. I should have worded that more like, why did he have to take a four-year layoff? But my, I, I guess I was right anyway. All right, let's move on to, I think this this one's a, some pretty cool. This is uh, some pretty cool data, actually. Um, so working out alone or with others, a few data points here. So number one, 62% say that they would rather work out by themselves. Uh, number two, uh, we asked like, how often would you want to work out by yourself or with others? I should, and I should say we, the options were either every time, never, more than half, and then less than half. And then you also just have to keep in mind who's answering these questions. These are home gym home introverts <laughs> and they're likely the most passionate home gym owners. So yeah, so this, this is definitely not like a, a representation of the world, but it's, it's cool to see when asked, um, how often would you want to work out with others? The least popular answer was every time though at 8%. Or the second most popular answer was never. Uh, so that was 17%. So overall, 70% said 
they don't, they at least like to work out with somebody else or group. So, and then we broke that out into two parts. So more than half or less than half, only 19% said they want to work out with somebody else more than half the time. And then the easy popular answer was 56% of the time for less than a half. So yeah, I stumbled across that, but this question was basically inspired from our interview last week with Keith Honeycutt, AKA owner of the known wine cellar. He has people visit his home. So, sometimes he visits a, mm -hmm. a commercial gym. It looks like he travels for work and, and that sort of thing. He said something like he enjoys working out 75% of the time by himself and the other, the other quarter he would prefer having some company, I guess. So basically most people want to work out with somebody about less than half of the time. Yeah, it makes, it, sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, we're yeah. home gym owners and pretty much uh, we we built this space for ourselves. There, there are some unique situations with some wives and some, some teenage kids maybe in there. But for the most part, the person who built the home gym is the one that is, is using it. And that person is building a home gym to have it convenient or just to, to get away. Uh, I like working out with other people every once in a while, but I would say more than half the time I, I'd rather be working out on my own. Yeah, I would say that. I would second that like every once in a while is fun. You know, I, I've I've had some people over to my home gym to, to join me for a workout, but in my experience, there's not a ton of great working out happens in that time. It's a lot of chit chat and you know, one of us trying to do different lifts or, you know, whose program are we going to stick to? Or are we just going to make something up for the day? I will say though, like in my 14, 15 years of training, I think maybe 65, 70-ish percent of that time has been in a home gym environment. But that time when I was in a commercial gym, even though I never had like a workout partner, I still really enjoyed the community, right? Like when you, when I would go every morning at about the same time, you see those regulars, right? And so you have those those little chats, those catch-ups, you get involved in those people's lives and, and what's going on with them. And I do miss that, like those relationships in that community uh, that we had or that I had in my short stint at a commercial gym. But I wouldn't tra trade in my home gym just to get that back. I think like in a perfect world, you have the option, mm -hmm. but it can be tough just with, with the rest of life going on. Uh, so you, you might just have to stick with the, the home gym. And I think a lot of the listeners and just like people following garage gym experiment feel the same way, just based off right. of our demographics. So let me move on to, so is the free shipping route the best way to go for companies? <laughs> A large majority went with yes. So 85% voting yes with 15% voting no. We had some additional like responses and the most, the most popular response was easily, there's nothing worse than going to check out and finding out that the shipping cost is gonna double the price of the object. So I think that's, that's where most people are coming from. There's also people who mentioned like, it's not actually free shipping. And I think a lot of people, un understand that, but the data says that free shipping is the way to go. What do you guys no, think? I'm sorry, all of you guys who voted yes, but in my opinion, you are so wrong. 
You're so wrong. However, I get the appeal. You know, like I know that we're all we've all been conditioned by the big boxes with a smile on them that like free shipping is the way, but that's not free either. And like you have to you have to keep in mind that like for a manufacturer or an equipment distributor, they're basing that baked in price on like the furthest possible point that they're going to have to ship that. So I think that there might be some edge cases, right? Like I think, you know, like maybe I would benefit if Rogue offered free shipping being that I'm in Seattle, right? Rogue is in Ohio. Maybe that would benefit me. I doubt it because these manufacturers are in the business of making money. But if you're like a state or two away, but you're saying paying the same price as somebody who lives across the country, that's not benefiting you at all. And I'm not sharing this to like, you know, to get combative at all. I'm just trying to like educate and kind of bring you into the know. When I had a really interesting conversation with Forrest over at Giant when I was down there, and he was saying that they did for a season offer free shipping, but he couldn't in good conscience continue to do that because most of the time people would have paid less for their product, including shipping, if they had done it separate instead of including the free shipping. And so that's, you know, a compliment to Forrest and the team over at Giant. But also for me, it was just like a big educating moment where I thought, yeah, free shipping sounds good, but it doesn't play well into our pockets. Yeah, you, you made a really good point. Like in this Amazon world that we live in, where we don't have to look at a shipping cost right. as like an added on thing, it's tough to get to the checkout and see, like I've been saving for mm -hmm. three months to buy this piece of equipment. And you mean I can't pull the trigger yet because I can't afford shipping? Like that's really tough pill to swallow, um, which is why whenever I want to go buy something uh, and the company doesn't offer free shipping, if I know I can't afford it yet, I still go yeah. in and I fill out and I go to check yeah, out just to see how much shipping is going to be. And that way yeah. I can get myself mentally ready for the uh, the ship cost. But um, we're just not, not used to uh, paying shipping, are we? No. So I don't usually go against the data too much, or I at least understand where people are coming from, but I'm with you guys. Um, the free shipping mm -hmm. is not the way to go. However, companies are forced to do it because that's what people Absolutely. are asking for. Yeah, I know we talk about rep quite a bit, but rep yeah. kind of fought this they for did. a really long time and they truly were doing the right thing. However, people at, were asking for the free shipping and it truly does cost more if you're going yep. to buy a, a, quite a bit of items from somewhere like rep than yep. if it was with the shipping. Honestly, if you're gonna make huge orders, just for price comparison, Rogue might be the best option sometimes just because like their prices are, I mean, for made in America mm -hmm. are relatively reasonable. And then like the most, the most that shipping's going to be is typically a few hundred dollars yeah. additional. So like while it may hurt you on the smaller items, it's truly beneficial for racks and uh, barbell plate combinations. So, so yeah, I think this is something that it's smart for companies to actually do this because right. that's what people want. But I think we're like the people are wrong. Yeah, I have to jump in and piggyback, <laughs> Jake, because you brought up Rep. Rep actually put yeah. out educational videos yes. convincing, like telling people like, hey, free shipping's not free shipping. It's baked in costs. <laughs> You're paying more. Like they, yeah. they gave that to people and people still yeah. got on them about the shipping costs. And like... 
credit to rep because they listen to their audience. But unfortunately, like we're saying here, the audience was probably wrong. Yeah, so. they're appealing to the masses, right? Like the people who who yeah. who are saying no are the we're the minority, right? Like we know, right? We know the nuance. We know that it's not beneficial, but we're we're again we're the minority. And the vast majority of people who are visiting Rep's site think free shipping is the way. They love it. It's why they asked for it, right? Good guy Rep did their best. All right. So yeah. we agree with the 15%. All right. And then lastly, we just have some miscellaneous ones. So I'll just read these uh, pretty quickly. 52% typically use a lifting belt. 61% are using chalk. 83% voted Facebook Marketplace over Craigslist. Back in 2019, Craigslist only received about 67% mm. of the votes. So Facebook Marketplace has gained some over the past couple of years. Uh, I don't think any of us would be surprised by that. And then 47% would be comfortable making a purchase on the first day a product is released without any reviews from a company they trust. Also asked that back in December of 2019, where the number was 39%. So I, I'm going to take a guess and say a lot of that improvement is based off of what Rep has been doing this year. And then the last one here is just, it's unlikely a purchase will be made on gym equipment within the first few website visits. So. When, when we asked on average how many times you visit a website before pulling the trigger, only 10% said between one and two. The most popular answer was between three and five with 41%, 27% between six and 10, and then 22% taking their sweet time with more than 11 website visits. Of that list of data, any uh, feedback, questions, thoughts, etc. Just uh, posted today from my free home gym uh, was uh, he was calling out meta or yeah. Facebook, if you will, marketplace um, for their, their filters. And I have to say my frustration is, is there as well. You know, you, you choose the filters to do people in your area and it, it constantly pops up the ship to you or like the businesses, you know, yeah. advertising things on there. So that kind of like stuck out to me that we jumped on today and are talking about Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I saw that post. I think so. Th for in my, pr I, I've I've flipped a pretty significant amount of gym equipment over the last you know, 14, 15 years, and even in, in, I know the Facebook Marketplace didn't exist for a good a good portion of that. But even from you know twenty twenty till now, I've still you know flipped a, a number of pieces. And for me, between like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and even OfferUp, which is maybe more local than me here in Seattle, Craigslist always won. Like I would always list things to all three, and it was always Craigslist that came through for the sale. It also had like the more quality people on there who could, you know, mm -hmm. actually interact and hold a conversation, would, you know, be articulate in their emails to me. They wouldn't be rude. They weren't, you know, you'd sometimes get the uh, low ballers in there, but that's, that's like the expectation on marketplace and on offer up that you're going to have to sift through a, a huge majority of, of low ballers and naysayers or whatever, or, or random questions that have no application to, 
<laughs> the product you're listing. But for me, Craigslist is, is always kind of one out. So I, it was interesting for me to see 83% go for Facebook Marketplace. Hmm. All right. Unless there's anything else, I think that's going to do it. For me.